Hi, y'all. It's Angela Profit. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode on Business Unveiled. And today I am so excited to talk with somebody that I feel like we could be like the same person, like the mindset and stuff that we actually believe. And over time, like we've worked through it, like how do you decrease what you're doing so that you can increase your profitability, which for those of you who are new in the business, you probably have heard the word scaling. And so before I knew really what an entrepreneur was or like what running a business meant, I kept hearing this word and like, no joke, you guys, I thought it was like getting on a scale, like to weigh myself. <laughs> I'm like, why do people keep talking about like scaling up? And like, that's not, can't be good. I mean, that's kind of how oblivious I was. I didn't grow up in an entrepreneur family. <laughs> and so it's so awesome to talk to another wedding and event professional who understands that sustainability and scaling your business up is really important. It's really important. So today I'm going to talk with Janelle Boyd. She is the chief event officer of Completely Yours Events. And she's also the founder of the Planner Suite, which is an awesome resource that we'll talk all about. So welcome, Janelle. Thank you for being here today. Thank you, Angela. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to chat it up with you today. Welcome to Business Unveiled, the podcast designed to help you thrive in the creative community. Here's your host, events and productivity consultant, Angela Profit. Hi, y'all. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Business Unveiled, expert tips and secrets from top creative industry professionals, where we take you behind the scenes of our past experiences in the creative industry and share with you what we have learned from them and how they have made us stronger. This podcast will help you grow a productive and profitable business to launch you into success within the creative industry. Today's podcast is brought to you by Vlog Easy. That is V as in victory. Vlog Easy is an app in the iTunes store for iPhones that help you make content videos as well as vlogging on the go to share with your audience. It has absolutely transformed the way that I do video and communicate with my audience. If you are looking for an app that allows you to edit on the go, or if you simply don't know how to edit videos, this app allows you to do just that. You can record yourself in a quiet room. You don't have to remember what to say. You can simply look at your notes, and each time you're quiet and you pause, the Vlog Easy app takes all of those quiet moments out and edits everything together. It's like magic, and it saves so much. Time. Vlog Easy allows you to record in vertical or horizontal formatting. You can import existing videos that live on your phone into the app and so much more. Vlog Easy Pro gives you the unlimited cloud backup as well as removing the watermark. Give it a try for free today. The link is bit.ly bit.ly slash vlog easy in all caps vlog easy is case sensitive so be sure that you've got that caps lock on and you're putting in vlog easy in all upper case v is in victor l o g e a s y give it a try yay well before <laughs> we dive into the whole wedding and event industry and talking about scaling, which guys is profitability, not weight. Um, <laughs> I know, like sometimes I tattle on myself and people are like, really, you're dumb sometimes. <laughs> I'm like, I'm really good at certain things. And then some things go way over my head very quickly. Um, but what was your background? What was your journey to bring everybody up to speed with how did you get into this whole creative market and industry? 
Yeah. So no, that's a great place to start. Cause I always tell everybody that, um, you know, the, the events industry found me that I didn't find it. Um, and it really, that really is the case. I, was working i used to be work in the um healthcare industry and i was a girl (laughs) shut up oh my god so she's right like we really are one in the same it's crazy so (laughs) and um and i was doing i was in a, a fundraising and marketing position at that time i was doing like their national campaigns and things like that and um it caused me that's actually what caused me to move to dc because that's where they are headquartered. And so like literally um, three months after moving to DC, I remember this just like it was yesterday. Um, My immediate, my VP, she came to me and said that unfortunately that was going to be my last day because they were downsizing. And so the position that they literally had created for me three months ago was actually going away. And you were heartbroken. I, oh my gosh, I just, I think I had an outer body experience. (laughs) I was like, wow, is this really happening? You know, because you would think, you know, when you move and I I really enjoyed my position. Um, So I just, it was really a hard pill to swallow. And um, they offered the opportunity for me to move back into a position that I had had previously because at that time I had been with the company for like six years. But I declined because I just felt like that that was going backwards and that that wasn't the direction that I was trying to go. So I, you know, kind of got myself together and um, left the company. And at that point, I was like, what am I going to do? Yeah. Um, I tell you, Angela, what you, you know, you talk about defining moments. Mm-hmm. Um, that was definitely a defining moment for me. But, you know, I have a, a great life partner, a great husband who, um, you know, sat me down and had the big girl conversation and was <laughs> like, hey, listen, this does not mean, this is not the end. This is the beginning. And this is really an opportunity for you to figure out what do you want to do next? And I took that, you know, I took probably about a week because I'm a, I'm a quick learner. I took, <laughs> I took probably about we a week. We have to be, right? Yes, right, to bounce back. But um, I realized that I really enjoyed what I was doing in that current position, which was really helping with events at the time. I was helping with a lot of our large scale events, um, like I said, in more of the fundraising and marketing aspect. But needless to say, I would be on site for a good majority of the time, just making sure that, you know, the marketing um, was going well and that, you know, things were coming together or even just lending a hand where they needed me. And so I really found that I fell in love with that aspect of the job. And so I thought, why not get out here and try this on for yourself? And so that was kind of the beginning, you know, Um, I, I, Actually, I decided first to go and take a class because I am all things education, which is obviously another reason why Angela and I get along so well. Um, I wanted to educate myself and not, you know, just jump into something not knowing what in the world I was doing. So I did take a, um, I took a course and and got certified um, in, you know, the event planning field. And then after that, I started my business. Like I was like, okay, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna do this and see what happens. The worst that can happen is that I fall completely flat on my face and and go back and get a job. (laughs) Right. (laughs) You, that's what people don't understand. I, and one of the things that we were talking about earlier and like a quote that you say is like, you don't know how it feels until you start. Yes. And how can you fail if you don't even start? Like just, we all make, I don't even like to call them bad decisions or mistakes. Right. Like they're all opportunities for growth. And while sometimes like I think back to my, my younger years and age, just because I didn't have a lot of life experience and how I harped on like all these small things. And I'm like, what was wrong with me? Like, I mean, there's so much more out there, but you just have to take the actual steps to Mm -hmm. take the risk. 
you can always go back to a job, people. I promise. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I promise. They're going anywhere, you know. It's it's such it's so true. It's so true. How we do I mean, we make we we allow the fear to, you know, to get the best of us. And um and you just have to start like wherever you are, just you know, one foot at a time. It's like walking when you're learning to walk when you're a baby. Yeah. So whenever you started to produce <laughs> events, did you have like all your business stuff together and like you know how some of us, it's like, I we wish, girl. <laughs> or did you just jump in and you're like, yes, I'll plan your event. Yes, I'll do your wedding. And then you got the business together, which is right. I so I, um, so I did. So I will say this. I mean, I, I do come from a marketing background. So I did put together a pl- like a, 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 some sort or shade of a business plan. Okay. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't say it was, it would one that would win awards, but I did, um, put together, you know, a a small business plan just to, you know, have a plan. Like I was like, okay, I need to at least have an idea of what I'm going to do and and how I'm going to do it, even if this doesn't work, you know? Um, So I started with that. um, And and then from there, I was focused on weddings at the time. I I said, you know, I'm going to focus in on weddings because that seemed to be, again, at the time that seemed to be the easiest, just to be quite honest, the easiest thing to do to break into the market. And so that's where I focused my efforts was really around um, building, going out and starting to build relationships, connect with people, um, start, you know, going to places where I knew like some of the associations were, you know, were having meetings and things like that, where I could, um, start connecting in that industry. And, um, and then, you know, starting to do things like get myself up online so that I could have, you know, some sort of online presence, um, you know, whether it be at a website, you know, a social media footprint, something so that, you know, people knew I was there. And so that's where I, you know, that's where I started. And, you know, this was, mind you, this was almost 10 years ago. So the, the, the industry itself, especially for planners, um, had not quote unquote boomed right at that point. Right. It wasn't a necessity yet. It was still a luxury. Exactly. Exactly. So, um, what I found though, is that things did start, you know, happening. Like I started getting phone calls and I started meeting people who were like, Hey, you should come to this. And, um, I think it'd be great if you met this person. And so it started to just, I hate to say just happen, but it just started to, when you put yourself, I'm always, I'm always talking about the universe, right? So when you put things out into the universe, you should expect that things are going to boomerang back. Um, I think the only time that, that that doesn't happen is when you are not putting anything out into the universe. So don't, you don't get anything back. You don't get anything <laughs> put it back out right? to get it back. <laughs> right. So um, that's, you know, things started, started taking off and, um, you know, lo and behold, I started being booked. And so, you know, the good, the good and the bad of this is, and, and I, I use the word bad loosely because like, I believe like Angela said, you know, there are no bad um, opportunities or bad things. It's more of just learning. Right. And so the good, so I'll say the good and the opportunistic part of this is that um, I was, taking anything right so it's like whatever you know just whoever needed a a wedding planner we booked it you know if they needed a day of we booked it if they needed a month of we booked it if they needed a a long term you know a full planning planner we booked it and um and so we grew very quickly you know because yes yes I guess you could say there was a, a, a need but at the same time we were not turning anything away. So it grew very rapidly. Um, And very quickly, I started to probably, I would say it was after maybe the first year, I realized, A, that I needed help. Like I needed, I needed, 
a team. I needed resources, people who could work with me in the business. Um, and at first, that ended up being my husband. <laughs> Bless his heart. <laughs> By default, start with the family, which is what I did do. <laughs> yes. I mean, I don't know if, if there are people out there who at one point did not have, you know, entrepreneurs or small business owners at one point, but did not have a family member working for them or with them, then I will take my hats off to you because they are, they're there, they're available and they are the closest people to you who actually believe, you know, to a degree that this can work for you. <laughs> exactly. And they want to see you succeed they and they're not going to let you down. Usually. That is so true. Usually that is so true. So, you know, so he was that, you know, he was there, we, and we were pulling, you know, making it happen until I pulled in additional resources and started getting, um, you know, people who could work on in the business, like on the day of. Right. And, um, and so I started to grow my team. That was like the first thing that I realized I needed to do because obviously as a, you know, as an entrepreneur, we think we can do it all until it hits us square upside our head that, that that's just not possible, whether it's outsourcing exactly. or bringing people into your fold or, you know, whatever, whatever that looks like for you, um, there, you, you have to have other people to, to, to work in your business. And um, it was probably, Angela, after the third year that I realized we had to, um, we had to, to decrease, we had to make a shift. Um, we got to the end of our third year and we had completed 82 events. Um, With just and you and your husband? Yes. Holy when I say we were, well, me, I'm sorry, me and my husband and the on-site staff that we had, you know, that we had started to bring into the fold, we had basically three, I think three or four people at that time that we would use kind of rotationally, but they were, you know, they were solid. Um, they had become used to, you know, the, the routine and how we did everything, you know, how we managed the, the weddings and, and the events and vice versa. We were used to them. We knew what to expect. We knew that they were reliable and dependable. So we had about three or four people at that time that we were, that we were rotating based on their availability and things in the need. Um, but at the end of that third year, I remember my husband and I sitting down and looking at each other and we both were utterly exhausted. Yeah. And I said to him, I don't think I want to do this anymore. And he was like, what? It's <laughs> 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 like, you, what do you, you mean? Think? You don't want to do, right. You don't want to do what anymore? You don't want to do any more events for this year? I'm like, no, I don't think I want to run this business anymore. Um, because I was so depleted at that point, you know, mm -hmm. and the whole reason I had gotten into this was really because of the love of it, the, the, the joy and the service, you know, that I saw that we could provide, um, for, you know, just for, for our clients, but it didn't feel that way anymore. It felt like it was just grueling, laborious, um, you know, it took me more away from my family than it did with my family. Um, and at that time, and the other part of that is at that particular time, we were also having some life changes. You know, I, I by that time I had had my first son, he was uh, one and a half, almost two. Um, we were looking at having another child and I was just like, I don't see this working anymore. This doesn't fit my life. So that was when, you know, I, I made another, that was probably another defining moment when I made the decision that, you know, we have to scale back. We have to, you know, scale back in order to scale up. And what that meant was that we had to make some very significant changes. Um, the on-site staff, I actually started bringing them into the fold a lot more so that they could work with me a little bit more consistently. Um, the ones who desired to and, and who, you know, I saw great strength in their skill set. And we made a shift even in the events that we served. You know, I mentioned to you before, we were only serving weddings at the time, but yeah. we decided to make a shift and start to serve and focus on uh, building our corporate portfolio. Gotcha. Uh, I can tell you at that particular time, I really 
wasn't sure if it was going to work. I was like, how am I going to start this whole other segment? At the time, it did not feel like scaling back. I was like, you're taking on a whole nother side of a a business. (laughs) So how is this scaling back? (laughs) Yeah. You know, Um, but it was, it was really the, I think that the intentionality, which was, hey, we're not taking you know, any and every wedding, we really have to be very specific about what weddings we are going to take on, what clients we are going to service, and are they a good fit for where we are now in business? You know, when you're first starting, you really are trying, and I don't care what anybody says, you really are just trying to get started. You know, you, you don't know that this client is your quote unquote idea client. You don't know that this client is, you know, not the right fit or that, you know, this client that wants to do DIY is going to, you know, drive you crazy because every single thing from top to bottom is going to be DIY, you know, like you don't Mm -hmm. know these things, you know, Mm -hmm. um, until you get get some experience up under your belt, no matter how much anyone tells you this, these are the things I truly believe come with experience and time. hundred percent. So, you know, but once you, but once you do, then that's where the molding and the, and the identifying who you truly are as a business owner and what you want your business to look like. That's where that starts to transform. And that's where the magic starts to happen, you know? Um, and for me, that was, that was that moment. Like, yes, I enjoy servicing weddings, but at my core, I came from a corporate background. And so it made yep. sense that I would want to, explore how I can use those same skill sets in the corporate world, especially given the the changes that were happening in my life as well as my business at the time. So we scaled completely back. We um, went to 10 weddings a year um, and started building our corporate side. Um, my idea, my focus was if we um, really could service, that would allow us to then service like five uh, what I consider more kind of large scale events on a corporate level, then that would allow us to then take that side of the business and ramp it up. Um, and that was our focus for, you know, for really that entire year and into the next year, um, excuse me, which we were able to, able to make happen, you know, without not without a lot of hard work but we were able to make that happen and and just the result of that was that we had to or let me back up not the result of it but in order to put that in place we really had to focus on quality over quantity which you have a formula for and i can <laughs> you're about it <laughs> it is so important and so for, for our listeners, like I'm sure you hear a theme here from, I mean, if you've been a listener for a long time, like especially in the last year, like because we have been focusing on bringing women and people who have a lot of experience to share. And there's a theme where you start to realize the older you get, time's precious and you want to look for quality over quantity. Some of us do it without even realizing that there's actually a method, but what is the the formula that you guys started to train your people internally to understand what that really meant? Right. For me, it meant dollars. (laughs) Right. Right. I mean, yes, it it absolutely um, did mean looking at the profit. So what we established was what I call a profit vision board. Um, Everybody is probably familiar with what a vision board is, where you, you know, at the beginning of the year, you put together, you know, kind of on this board of what it is that you want to see transpire, kind of come to fruition over the course of that year. And how, you know, kind of how is that going to happen? You don't really know all the, you know, all the how and wins, but you know that these are the things that you are, are aiming for. These are what you're striving towards. And so the same thing is what we kind of um, assimilated for uh, the profit vision board was starting out with 
that overall goal um, of profitability of what we want to basically target for the year and then working our way backwards so that we then also allocate where, you know, I call them buckets. So what bucket are these profits going to come from? So that's the, you know, that's the what, you know, the where would be, okay, where are we going to, to, to get these? So if that is, for example, a networking event, if that is, for example, a trade show, um, if that is, for example, sponsoring, you know, uh, a particular, being a sponsor for a particular event um, in, because we know that it aligns with our mission and, and what we're looking to do. So those would be the where's. And then the who's would be who amongst our team, because I am so big on sharing the responsibility and accountability. (laughs) Amen. We are a team, right? So it's the who is, who is responsible for what I call each piece of the pie so that we understand what our goals are. It's important to understand what our goals are so that they're measurable, but also when we need to come back to it at the end of the day, the month, the quarter, the year, then we've got something, you know, realistic to, to, to measure up against, not just, oh yeah, we, we did, you know, do better. Well, how do you quantify better? Right. Mm -hmm. So that's, um, that is kind of our, our profitability, profitability vision board is what helped us to kind of turn that, that ball around, if you will, and really focus on, being intentional about driving this, this decrease in order to increase, you know, it was no longer about, um, how many, you know, weddings or events can we book? It was now about focusing on, is this aligning with this profitability vision board to get us to our end goal? And if it is, then, okay, we move forward on, on it. If it's not, then we, we know that that's a no. Which brings me into my next, my next question is you've gotten, I would say, I mean, I don't even like to say the word no, so Mm -hmm. try to navigate around it or I have to have someone else do it for me because I suck at it because I truly do want to say yes to everything, but then I have to be reminded by someone else, like you have to run a business, Angela, you can't say yes, you can't help everyone. You're not for everyone, blah, 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 blah. And then I feel bad. And so how do you navigate those conversations? Right. So like, are you the one that has to say no, or do you have other people that help you? So we all had to, and when I say we, you know, the entire team had to make a commitment that moving forward, we had to get comfortable with saying no, but, but also understanding what does no mean for us and, and how to make sure that we're communicating even what that means when we, you know, when we say it, because you're right, no doesn't feel good, you know, regardless of whether you're the person conveying it or you're the person receiving it, it usually Mm -hmm. does not feel good, but I think no is, 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 is the word that also saves you. It saves you from having to come back later and apologize because you didn't deliver, right? Um, it, it's the word that saves you from having to come back and say, you know, I'm so sorry, but we can't, you know, we, we shouldn't have committed to this. It's, it's, so it can save you. And it's the thing that saves you and makes sure that you have a peace of mind too, right? So that at the end of the day, you're not stressed because you knew that in the beginning you shouldn't have, you know, you shouldn't have taken that on. So, you know, I always say there's, there's different categories for no, but understanding what you mean at that time frame is important for you, you know, conveying it, but also the person receiving it. So no can mean no, um, but it's to preserve you know, the relationship. So if I have to say no, then sometimes I'm saying no because I value the relationship more than me, you know, over committing myself or or giving you a yes just to appease you. Um, 
no also means not yet. Like sometimes it's just the timing. And, and, and I've had to convey that, you know, me and my team have had to convey that before too. Like, no, we're not able to do it right now, but if there is another opportunity, please, you know, please let us know and we're, and we'd be happy to relook at it, you know? So it's just, sometimes it's just the timing and allowing ourselves to be patient with the fact that this, you know, this can come around again. And when it comes around again, you'll be ready for it. That's a great way to look at it. Yeah. It's, it takes, it takes work because like I said, it's not easy, but I do think in the end it serves you well. And I mean, it, it definitely has served us well, you know, in, in the past for sure, you know, and, and a lot of this, what we're talking about right now kind of segues into my next point, which is just your mindset, right? Um, yes. Understanding that when you decide to, to kind of make this shift, of, okay, I know I've got to take, proverbially take some things off of my plate in order to put the right things back on my plate, then there's a mindset shift that takes place because I believe that a lot of times, again, going back to that kind of new business owner mindset, a lot of times we find that we're operating out of scarcity sometimes. We, we, you know, a scarcity mindset of believing that, oh my gosh, if I don't take this, then when's the next one going to come along? You know, um, oh my gosh, um, I need to get this bill paid. And I, you know, if I don't take this, then how am I going to, you know, how am I going to pay that bill? Um, you know, oh my gosh, if I don't take this, then, you know, will I meet my goals? So it's kind of a if or then when really it's time to shift that mindset into an abundance, you know, like if I don't take this, that's fine because the right opportunity will come along, you know, and, and I'll be able to serve it much better because it aligns better with what I'm trying to do and vice versa that, that client will be able to appreciate it because I'm going to give, you know, I'm going to give my all to it. So I agree. It like was something I had to learn is if I say no to one thing, frees up my time to say yes to the right thing. Right. Exactly. A hundred percent. How did you, so like on the mindset part though, how did you learn this mindset? Like did, did you read books? What did, did your husband, it sounds like your husband was awesome in the beginning. He's like, listen, this, this is a good thing. Like, what do you want to do? What makes you happy? And not everyone has that support, unfortunately. And so how did you really, what did you do to shift your mindset? Or did you kind of already know what to do based on your past experience with corporate America? Because I didn't know. Like I had to surround myself with other entrepreneurs who taught me what that mindset meant Right. And then listening to books and podcasts and all that stuff, like I learn every day, but how did you shift to that mindset? Right. No, for, so for me, it was a combat, it was a combination of, um, reading books. Like I can remember I, at the time I was reading a lot of books, just self self-learning and self-help books. Um, one was chicken noodle soup for the soul. And, um, in that book, it talks a lot about, um, just changing your mindset to one of positivity and abundance. Um, and so, you know, it, it, I remember this one quote out of the book where it said, you know, when we wake up in the morning, we have to be very mindful because instantly the, we have double the amount of negative thoughts than we do positive thoughts. And I was like, oh my God, really? You know, cause I'm thinking, I don't think, I don't consider myself a net, you know, quote unquote negative person. Right. But it's subconsciously that we're thinking these thoughts and we don't even realize that our subconscious is already like going, you know? Um, and it's just out of the, out of the pure fact of we're thinking about like what we got to get done in the day. So it actually takes for you to be intentional about creating those positive thoughts so that the positive outweighs the negative. So that's when I started, you know, I really started focusing around that and applying that not just to my personal life, but to my 
my business life as well, because I think it's just as important that, especially as a small business owner, that we go into our business with the same mindset that this is, you know, thinking about the positive things, thinking about how we're going to operate this business um, out of, not out of necessity, but out of the ability to serve, that we get to do this each and every day um, and not, you know, not, this is what we have to do each and every day. Right. So, we choose it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. We're, we're crazy enough to choose it, but we do choose it. So. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was talking to a girl the other day and um, she had reached out for consulting for her business and we were just talking and without her even asking, I'm like, yeah, this, 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 this. She was like, oh my God, I feel normal now talking to you. I am so stuck in my little bubble. Like, I just didn't know that like, this is the norm in our industry. And so now I don't feel so weird. And right. a lot of people feel alone because they don't, yes. they don't that is know. So that is so true. Cause we're on, you know, we're, we're entrepreneurs and as such, we, you know, we are isolated in much of what we do. So many of us work from home or, you know, work from our office, which might be a home office or might be a satellite location. But, you know, again, that's another place where we have to be intentional about getting out and connecting with people because otherwise you, you do find like, I can have three, four days go by and I'm like, oh my God, I haven't been anywhere, you know? And it's like, how is that possible? But it, it, it is really true. And it totally shifts our mindset. Um, it was, it, you know, it was a little uncomfortable for me at first, but it is needed. And you can tell when you make that shift too, you know, because you're a lot more at peace with the decisions that you make. Um, I've, you know, I would have clients call me, potential clients call and, you know, and right away I would know like, okay, we're not the best fit that used to give me angst when I, when I would feel that. And, I, and so I would dismiss it and take the event anyway, only to later be miserable myself because I knew in the beginning that I should not have taken that. Mm -hmm. Well, shifting to, you know, shifting my mindset made me realize like now within the first couple of minutes of a conversation with a potential client, I can recognize if it's not going to be a good fit and I'm comfortable with saying, you know what, we're probably not the right fit for you, but I'm so happy to help provide you with some resources, some, some other, you know, planners who you could reach out to who probably would be able to service you better than we would, you know, or service you in a different way than we would. And I'm okay with saying that now, you know, um, that I think that's the shift that has to happen when you decide you're going, you're truly going to, to scale back, um, in order to, you know, to, to scale up and increase in other ways. Yeah. And I mean, the other day I had a team member that went, to New York with her sister, just thinking that she was going to help her with fashion week. And then she came back and she's like, Ange, in like 72 hours, my life and my eyes have been opened up to things that I never really, she's like, we don't do this in Nashville. Like what's up with that? And I'm like, New York's kind of a different place. We're a little behind. Um, but it's so powerful when you take a step back and look and say, how are we going to do this? Because typically you're the leader. Mm -hmm. Your team members are going to follow and take your lead. They're not going to come to you and say, we're effing tired. Like we should really scale back. Right. <laughs> it's like, really? Um, but you being a leader and loving education, like I know you guys have a conference coming up. And so I want to ask you about at the conference is teaching and leading people into this mindset and understanding quality over quantity and profitability. Is that something that you guys are going to talk about and address at your conference in January? Yes, absolutely. Um, the planner suite conference, it's going into its fifth year, um, this next year, January, 2020. And, you know, one of the things, and I'm not just saying this because, you know, because I run the conference, um, mm -hmm. But one of the things that I love the most about it is that each and every time I even step foot in the room, I walk out of there 
literally having immersed myself in that experience so much so that I've learned something new, you know, um, and, and it makes me a better business owner and, and just a better person all around because of the information that's shared, the transparency that happens, you know, with the speakers um, that usually are presenting, you know, they're so transparent and authentic about their their own experiences that they don't hold anything back. Um, they're not worried about, oh, are they going to judge me? Are they going to think I'm cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs? Like, they don't care about any of that. They're really there to serve because they know that the attendees in the room that they need to hear this stuff, you know, and hopefully that it will impact them in a way and impart in a, uh, upon them in a way that either they don't have to go through that because they learn, you know, they learn from, you know, their experience that they're sharing or that they approach it with much more wisdom, you know, um, so that when they are faced with those, you know, situations or those challenges or, you know, or whatever have you, that they're able to say, ah, oh, you know what, I remember Angela talking about that. And I remember what she said, you know, she had to do and, you know, let me, you know, let me prepare myself so that that way I can tackle this a little bit with a little bit more ease, you know, and learn from the strategies that she shared, you know, so that um, the, the, decreasing, you know, de decreasing to increasing, um, marketing, you know, your business, um, financial planning for your business. I mean, these are things, Angela, that I wish somebody had shared with me when I was right. first starting my business. Like I can only imagine how, how less of a headache I would have, <laughs> I would have yep. had along the way. Um, but you know, but it's, it's just helping the, you know, helping the next, so to speak, so that if you don't have to go through that, or even if you do go through it, at least you go through it with a little bit more knowledge and, and a little bit more wisdom with you because you've learned these things. Absolutely. And so what even inspired you in the first place to like, Oh, to start the planner suite and then what inspired you to even start this conference? So I, the, the inspiration behind the planner suite really came from me at the time when I, you know, going back to the first couple of years of business, um, when I was starting to come up against some of these, you know, challenges and, and just things that I was facing in business um, with different, you know, different client experiences, different events, um, me really wanting to have a, a, a safe space um, that I could talk about these things. You know, it was so interesting because at the time, you know, like I said, this was almost 10 years ago, but at the time, um, and I, and you tell me if you, you know, kind of felt this in your market, but at the time it just felt like everybody was so siloed and you didn't talk about, it was like, mom's the word. You didn't talk about certain things. Like you didn't talk about the fact that, you know, Hey, you just had a horrible experience with a client and, you know, the client act is acting like you totally messed up their entire event and life and and now you're like oh my god is this the end of my business because they're going to leave me a bad review and i'm going to go out of business like literally a month after i just went into business like you didn't talk about any of that mm -hmm. and that was frustrating for me because i'm like you know am i the only one going through this am i you know am i am i a terrible planner like what you know what is it um but I just, I felt like there has to be, there had to be people who I could converse with who would not judge um, or would not look at me, you know, oddball or even be, you know, intimidated at the fact that I'm the new kid on the block and they're like, okay, well, you know, you're my competition. I don't, I'm not, you know, I'm not sharing with you or I'm not having that conversation with you. Um, and so that's where this really came from. It's just really wanting to have that place where you could go, you could talk in, um, out of, out of, you know, realness, out of necessity about what's going on in your business and feel like you're not going to be judged, but that you're actually going to be given some help, some resources, or, you know, even just knowing that you're not in that boat alone because others have experienced the same thing or are going through the same thing and, um, and knowing that that's okay, you know? So it, it's, it's that sense of community. Um, and that's where the planner suite came from. And, and I just marvel at how it's grown because yeah. at the time I had no idea if it would be well received. I said, you know, people are really going to look at me like I'm crazy. And some did. I mean, that's fine. Some did. <laughs> but 
I, I, I think their loss were more, right. I mean, you know, I think there were more of a positive response, um, which just blew my socks off. And, um, and so there obviously was a need for people to have that space and to have that outlet and, and to really just feel like, Hey, when I come to, when I come to this conference, not only can I come and just, you know, be real, but I know that I'm going to walk away truly being transformed because I will have learned so much as well as made some pretty profound relationships that are going to carry me, you know, carry me through because of the knowledge, the connection, the relationship and the, you know, in the community. Yeah. So if people want to learn more about the conference, they would just go to planners with an S suite.com, right? Yes, that's correct. Mm-hmm. And y'all it's, it's like where creativity meets sustainability, which is something that creatives, sometimes you don't even realize what the hell does that mean? And you're right. Like as a creative myself, like it's not fun talking about some of this stuff and it's definitely not fun thinking about it. And then like, I remember way back when I did write a business plan because I had a mentor through score. I've always had a mentor. And uh, cause I don't know what the hell I was doing. And, um, and none of them were in the creative or wedding space, but it was always helpful. But it's not that I really like respected them sometimes because I'm like, how do you know you, you opened my very first mentor. He opened nursing homes <laughs> and he was like so old, like in his upper eighties. But now like I look back and I'm like, Oh my God, I understand what Charlie Redmond meant. Like bless his soul right. in heaven now. And, but I didn't, I had to like experience some of that hardship before I was like, Oh, that's what Mr. Redmond meant. Exactly. And, and I didn't care honestly about sustainability because I was like 20, <laughs> you know, right. like, you're not right. about that. But if someone's challenging you to think about it, take a step back and like consider listening for a moment um, because it actually makes you think ahead. And it's just, I think it's amazing that this is your fifth year because I know how hard it is to keep conferences going. And so it's, it's, yeah, it's like squeezing a turnip. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's like, but you have that passion to lead other people to become better. And so it's going to be in D.C. January 26th through 28th. If you're interested, go to plannersuite.com and sign up. So yes, we'd love to have you. And I see on your website, you guys do, you have an amazing lineup of speakers, but you also do a scholarship, which Yes, thank that? you for reminding me of that. Yeah. So we do a scholarship um, every year. We're very much big on giving back, you know, obviously, um, like Angela said, this is, is, this is a passion for me. Um, and so every year we have a scholarship that is awarded to one, um, you know, event planner, new aspiring event planner. Um, it, the contest actually just started. So submissions are being welcomed at this time up until October the 9th, I believe. And then we will make our selection from there. It is a video submission. And we just ask that you just share with us, you know, why, um, you know, why you feel it's important that you attend the planner suite conference and what do you um what are you what are you looking to gain from attending that will help you to push your business forward like how are you going to use that experience to then propel yourself forward um it's the the scholarship is actually hosted this it's in its fourth year that it's been offered to our um conference by um another fellow planner who's father, this is in honor of her father, Kawania um, uh, Wooten, Howardson Wooten, yeah. excuse me, and in honor of her late father, who was an entrepreneur himself. And so not only does this scholarship mean a lot just from the standpoint of helping another planner, but it means a lot from the standpoint of what the scholarship itself means to this family and why they chose to give back in this way. That is so awesome. Absolutely. That's, that just, it gives me chills. Like, that's amazing. I know. I'm over here trying not to tear up. Okay, Angela, Aww. you've done it. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, the good news is, unfortunately, we're out of time. So if you can <laughs> 
<laughs> That's the time to do it. Yes. Um, but thank you so much for all of your wisdom, all of your insight, for being very candid and real about how you cannot be everything to everybody. And I really, really appreciate the fact that you understand that it's quality over quantity and that it's okay to decrease your sales to increase to scale up in your business. Like it's not a bad thing. People just got to get more focused. Yes. So be sure you all to check out plannersuite.com and then be sure to hook up with Janelle. As you can see, she's super approachable. If you have yes. any questions at all, and email on the, me, text me, message me. <laughs> yeah. And then on the event side, you can also visit completely yours with an S events with an S.com and check out the event side too. And Janelle, thank you so much for being here today. You're awesome. Thank you so much, Angela. I appreciate you so much and appreciate what you do with the podcast. I love it. And I think it's absolutely needed. Yay. Thank you so much. Thank you to all of you listeners out there. Thanks for joining Janelle and I, and be sure that you are a subscriber so you get the notifications and we will talk to you guys next Tuesday. Have a great day, everybody. Bye. Bye. Thank you. If you found this podcast helpful, please share it with your friends. And I'm so very grateful if you leave a review. Be sure you are a subscriber so you never, ever miss the juicy details of Business Unveiled. Also, be sure that you are part of my email list. And if you're not, sign up today at AngelaProfit.com, where I share valuable resources and exclusive products with only my subscribers. Now, before I go, I want to ask you, if you have a story or a product to share with the creative industry, please let me know. To be considered as a guest on Business Unveiled, visit AngelaProfit.com and submit a podcast guest form. Until next time, remember to stay productive and profitable. You've been listening to Business Unveiled with Angela Profit. Join us next time as we share our experiences to help you be more productive and profitable in your creative business. For more great resources, visit AngelaProfit.com.